turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to the Jenna Ellis Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There has never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And she's ready to tackle the big cultural and legal issues facing America. This is The Jenna Ellis Show. Here is your host, Jenna Ellis. Legacy Precious Metals is the company that I trust to give you good and patient counsel for investing in your retirement. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they have no clue how to fix it. Oil prices have skyrocketed, and when oil prices go up, not only do your expenses go up, but the cost of transportation and shipping spikes, leading the prices of goods to rise. And when and we are already seeing record inflation. That's the last thing that we need. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. If all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you may be vulnerable. So gold is one of the very best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your own gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com where you can download the free investor's guide. You can also go to my Facebook page, Jenna Ellis. I am a public figure on Facebook and I just posted yesterday a really great interview with the president of Legacy Precious Metals who is discussing why you need to start your retirement account even if you're in your your 20s or 30s. There is always a great time to protect your retirement and invest just like you want to protect your health over the long term. So go to Legacy Precious Metals at LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-528-1903. All right, and joining me now is my good friend Jeremy Dice, who is special counsel with First Liberty, and uh, my good friends uh, that is obviously run by Kelly Shackelford. Um, he is a fellow CNP or Council for National Policy member, and uh, they've been doing some great work on First Amendment religious freedom issues. And one of the cases that um, I've been tracking for years now is actually going up to the Supreme Court and granted cert finally the Coach Kennedy case. So, uh, Jeremy, thanks so much for uh, for coming on and talking about this. This hasn't gotten a lot of media attention, um, probably because you know everybody is looking at Biden screw-ups right now, but this is actually very important. So um, give me a lay of the land of this case and then how we finally made it to the Supreme Court. Yeah, and thanks for having me, Jenna. The, the case we're talking about, of course, is Coach Joe Kennedy, who uh, was a football coach in Bremerton, Washington. And it's really important to kind of point out his backstory here because this plays in. He spent uh, his whole career in the United States military, 18 years in the United States Marine Corps. And as he's coming out of the Marine Corps, where he just spent the majority of his life defending freedom, uh, he comes out and, and is asked to coach a game he had never played and never coached before, which is football. 
Uh, but what Coach had done is gotten the most out of his Marines and caused them to be able to do things that, uh, you know, uh, they didn't even think they could do themselves. And so he was a, a character coach in the Marine Corps, basically, and they wanted to make sure that uh, they were more concerned about him not knowing the X's and O's. They can teach him that. It was how to teach men to be men as football players that they were really concerned about there. And so he became a football coach. And as he was considering whether to take that job, he watched a movie called Facing the Giants, which I'm sure most people are familiar with, where the protagonist in that movie takes a knee and gives God glory and, and praise at the end of every game. And so coach said, look, if I'm going to coach this game that I've never coached before, I'm at least going to go to the 50-yard line every single time we have a game. And, and 15 to 30 seconds, take a knee in private prayer and you know, give God glory for the team, the team we were able to coach and play and all that kind of thing. And that's what happened. For the next about seven years, coach would go to the middle of the field and, and take a knee in, in a brief private prayer. Uh, at some point along the way, the players come around and are like, hey, coach, what are, what are you doing out here? And he says, well, I'm just praying. And they say, well, well can we do that? And he goes, look, it's, it's a free country. Do what you want. Uh, and, and they did. And so this kind of turned into a thing after the game. And then suddenly somebody complimented the school district about what had gone on. And the school district, not accustomed to receiving compliments on such things, took it upon themselves to do an investigation of Coach Kennedy and determined that that was a little bit too much interaction with the kids. And he said, look, I get it. I understand. That's fine. But look, I've got this conviction, this deal I've made with God. I've got to take this knee in private prayer to myself or to God at the 50-yard line after every game. I just want to be able to do that. But no, you can't, you can't do that either. Here he is trying to comply with their demands, and they keep moving the goalposts on him. And it comes down to one game late in 2015's season, and they said, look, you can go inside the school in the janitor's closet and pray, or you can go up in the press box and pray. But if you go on the field and take a knee in silent prayer, you're going to be suspended and, and eventually fired. And he's like, well, that's just going to how it's going to have to go, I guess. And he went to the field that game, took a knee in silent prayer for 15, maybe 20 seconds, about the same amount of time, and in the same position it would take to tie your shoe in the midfield. Uh, and he, he came up to a suspension, and eventually he was terminated for taking a knee in silent prayer. That's what is in front of the Supreme Court right now. And they're going to decide whether or not Coach Kennedy is able to take a knee in private prayer and what that means for people across the nation that are coaches and teachers in our public schools. Yeah, and, and I had the opportunity to meet Coach Kennedy uh, years ago, and um, he is just an incredible man of faith. And I think this story and this background is really remarkable because, you know, unlike some of these other um, types of protests or things that are actually, uh, you know, disturbing the activities that are going on, or maybe there's an argument saying, you know, hey, you're trying to protest, or you're trying to, you know, to do something. I mean, this is something where everybody else around him is doing whatever they want to do, and he's just taking a moment himself in private prayer and taking a knee for a few seconds. And somehow the school district actually says, you know, no, you don't have the right to do that. And so as the Supreme Court is now analyzing this, what is the actual certified question that they are going to determine um, and, and, and have their opinion on? Yeah, I won't be able to quote directly the, the question presented because I'm apparently not that smart to memorize the QP. But it's basically saying this, that uh, can someone be terminated for praying in their being seen in public? That was what the school district had a problem with. And look, at the end of the day, no, no one should be fired from their job for engaging in religious activity that somebody else can see. And that's what the school district said here. It said, look, if students can see you engage in religious activity, well, that's an establishment of religion, violation of the Constitution. Well, look, no one in their right mind actually thinks that that's actually true. But if it is true, and the Ninth Circuit right now has said that it is, that's an incredible, incredibly dangerous precedent to have been set here. Why? 
Well, think about when that happens. If a teacher bows her, her head in prayer over her lunch in the cafeteria and the students can see her, well, that's a demonstration of religion that they can be seen. That's an establishment of religion. That can't be done. She's got to be terminated. What about if she wears a crucifix to school? That's an outward display of religion that uh, can be seen by the students and she should be terminated or at least have to censor that necklace in order to go to school. Uh, what about wearing a yarmulke or a hijab or other religious uh, paraphernalia? Those are all outward demonstrations of religion in plain view of students. Well, the, the First Amendment has never been held to require someone's termination or much less to say that that is an establishment of religion for engaging in your faith while in public. And that's exactly what the question is in front of the Supreme Court right now. Will Coach Kennedy have to be fired because he could be seen in prayer? Or will these teachers also be fired in the future because they might be engaged in some sort of religious activity? You know, if you really want to take it to a crazy end, but it would be true, if a teacher were to stop in the hallway after someone sneezes, a student sneezes and says, God bless you, well, that's an outward demonstration of religion at which they should be terminated from. That, 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 that kind of silliness, of course, to you and I, makes no sense. But we've got to make sure with the Supreme Court that they articulate exactly what is and is not allowed. Yeah, and this is just an absurd uh, demonstration of how the Establishment Clause has gone so far off the rails that is is being completely warped out of its intention to just say that there's that an individual's outward demonstration of their religion while they're on the payroll for um, a state or government agency or at a school district, you know, something that is um, that is publicly funded, that somehow now that constitutes an establishment of a religion. I mean, you have competing religions then all the time because different people have different religions who are employed by the state. I mean, this absolutely makes no sense, but you mentioned that the Ninth Circuit right now has actually held against Coach Kennedy, and this has been pending for a while in front of the Supreme Court. So what was the basis for the Ninth Circuit's opinion, and uh, where does this leave the Supreme Court in looking at the arguments? Yeah, the Ninth Circuit basically agreed with the school district here that because he can be seen engaged in religious activity, that's a violation of the Establishment Clause. But then they went further, and Judge Smith in particular, in his lengthy opinion, basically says, well, look, this is just something that Coach Kennedy wanted the spotlight for. He, he wanted to be perceived as someone, you know, sort of as a popular martyr, if you will. Uh, and in fact, at the very end of his opinion in the denial of rehearing on Bonk, he even goes to the length to say that uh, Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount that you're supposed to, you know, not go out and pray in front of everybody, but go into your prayer closet. So apparently Coach Kennedy is actually a bad Christian on top of everything else and violating the Constitution. Uh, so that kind of thing is terrible. Uh, and that's and, really and that actually, dangerous. So let me interrupt you really quick. That is really dangerous for the court to not only being to inquire into, you know, the adequacy of your faith and how good of a Christian you are, but then say, okay, if you are outwardly demonstrating your faith, now we're going to tell you whether or not that comports with your own standards of what you believe in your own faith. I mean, that is wildly inappropriate. You anticipated my very next point, as a matter of fact, too, because the demonstration of hostility towards religion comes in play here as well. Many people have said, why didn't coaches take the, the deal and go pray inside the school in the janitor's closet or up in the press box if he's got to do that? Well, number one, he shouldn't have to do those kinds of things. We've got this free exercise clause that actually means something. But number two, and this is very important, Coach Kennedy said, look, I, I can't agree to that. Because to do that would send the, the, the signal to my, my players and everybody else that prayer is wrong. 
And, and furthermore, that it's unconstitutional if it's done in public. And so he, he couldn't make that accommodation that would require him to, to hide his prayer somewhere in the press box or elsewhere. And, and no American should have to hide what their religious beliefs actually are, nor be afraid when they do so in public that they may lose their job. No one should be fired from their job for engaging in a simple prayer, much like you would if you bent down to tie your shoes. Uh, and that's exactly what's going on here. Prayer is welcome in our public square. And the First Amendment says that it should be. Absolutely. And, you know, and, it, and it's even as we're discussing here, I mean, you know, this type of public demonstration, you know, to me, isn't even doesn't even rise to the level of necessarily being a public demonstration. I mean, when people uh, think of that just in, you know, in an average everyday commonplace activity, a demonstration, you know, means like I want to be attention seeking. I'm on purpose trying to show this to uh, you know, to the onlookers and having some kind of, you know, protest or that kind of thing, which even that activity is protected under the First Amendment. But to do something that even though it is in public view, then they're even inquiring into what they perceive is his intent by doing this. And that doesn't even seem to make sense. And there's no distinction in the First Amendment to say, well, you know, if you intend for the public to see it, then that's an, that's an entanglement with religion. But, you know, if you just happen to be in public view, but you intend it to be private, then somehow that's okay. I mean, you know, this just strikes me as going back all the way to, um, you know, the Old Testament with um, the petty tyrant King Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel. And when he prayed and he was in his home praying to the Lord, and yet he had an open window. So it was in public view, right? And and then that was not okay, according to the petty tyrant. So he was told, you got to close your window. You can't do this in public. And he just said, you know, I'm going to continue to trust the Lord and do day after day the same thing that I've always done because this is between me and the Lord. And if the government wanna, wants to outlaw this and say, you know, this this can't happen, well, then take it up with God. But Daniel also didn't then become a greater protester and say, you know what, I'm going to put a bunch of banners and say, look at me and all this. You know, and Coach Kennedy is very much the same, where he just continued to do day after day the same thing he had done for seven years previously and is ignoring the petty tyrants. And I hope that the Supreme Court will see that distinction uh, what is your view in terms of the current composition at the court? I know this case has been pending a while, so we've definitely had um, you know some changes and hopefully positive ones in this sense. Um, I know that you know Justice Thomas and um, and Justice Alito tend to be more on the side of protecting uh, free exercise and you know these these types of uh, First Amendment issues. What is uh, your analysis on now why the court is hearing this case after it's been pending for so long? Well, part of it is that we were at the Supreme Court about two years ago, I think, with this very case and this very question before. And the court said, look, uh, it, it looks like a case we might want to take. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. But we need a little bit more facts in the situation. We need to know specifically whether or not he was fired for engaging in that singular prayer. And so they sent it back down to the district court where we got that answer. The district court disagreed with us, but that's what the facts actually demonstrate. The Ninth Circuit, we've already talked about what they think about this whole case. And so here we are again at the Supreme Court of the United States with that same question, having gotten the information that they wanted. And we know at that time that there were at least four justices back then, two years ago, that wanted to hear this case. I don't think we've lost any of those justices in that analysis, and I think we've probably gained a few others here. Uh, and again, I, I mean, it's, it's good for us to point out that we've actually spent more time now talking about Coach Kennedy's case than he actually spent in in, in, on his knee in prayer during the entire season in which he was terminated. Uh, and so it, it's, it's kind of funny how much of a, 
Well, it would be funny in sort of a sad way that we've gotten to this point of having to discuss whether or not that was appropriate or not. Of course it's appropriate. That's okay for you to be able to carry your faith into, into work. Don't forget, and you know this well, Jenna, back in 1964 in Tinker v. Des Moines, the court said that neither students nor teachers shed their constitutional rights when they walked through the schoolhouse gates. Uh, well, apparently that doesn't extend out to the football field, at least for the Ninth Circuit. I think the first I think the Supreme Court is going to reaffirm that principle from Tinker and a lot of other principles that need to be reaffirmed and perhaps clarified as they hear Coach Kennedy's case later this spring. All right. Well, friends, I am officially inviting you to join me and over two million other active AMAC members nationwide who have made AMAC America's largest organization for conservative seniors. You know that I have fought hard for the integrity in our elections and also for our American values, for freedom. Well, AMAC shares our concerns, and I am grateful that they are a sponsor of my show because AMAC's message is very simple. You are not alone, but make no mistake, many battles lie ahead, so it's more important than ever that you add your name to AMAC's membership roster. I'm personally urging you to choose AMAC now. You not only get great membership benefits, including AMAC discounts on your hotels, travels, and restaurants, but at the same time, your membership will support your American values. So go to amac.us forward slash Ellis today to start your discounts. That's amac.us forward slash Ellis to become an AMAC member. They need you and America needs AMAC. Well, I hope that uh, they will do the right thing and, you know, parse through all of this ridiculous, you know, legalese from the Ninth Circuit. And it does seem to, I think um, most of the people listening to this podcast right now would go, why are we even talking about this? This seems so absurd. It seems so obvious that, of course... You don't shed your constitutionally protected rights. You don't shed your faith just because you decide to become a teacher or, or a football coach or, you know, a difference between a janitor's closet and a football field. I mean, this is just so absurd. And yet there are years spent litigating and parsing the minutia of these issues. And, you know, that's part of what I find actually really fascinating about the law is how we can make these types of distinctions. But overall, it seems so obvious that the framers of our great constitution of this nation absolutely intended to protect the rights of individuals to exercise their faith and to speak openly about faith and to bend a knee on a football field for a few moments. I mean, look at Tim Tebow in the NFL, you know, and obviously that's a private organization, you know, so that's a little bit different, but that was a public demonstration. Far more people saw that than Coach Kennedy and nobody is claiming, oh, you know, this is a violation or whatever. But on the same hand, if this had been someone who wasn't a Christian, if this had been you know, a Muslim, um, if this had been, you know, any other faith, if this had been a pride flag, if this had been, you know, a teacher who wanted to out themselves and talk about sexual orientation and a lot of inappropriate topics to elementary school kids, you know, then this would have been something that probably wouldn't have even gotten to this level because those types of speech, and, and that's, that's religion as well. I mean, any belief that affirms a specific worldview that discusses the important issues of identity, where we're from, where we're going, all of those things constitute religious beliefs. They just don't identify it as a religion, but it is. And those types of things are always protected by the left. But it's, you know, the the great, well-meaning um, football coach who's like a dad to these guys, well, he's the one getting persecuted. I just find it remarkably absurd and also equally legally fascinating, which kind of seems contradictory. But at the same time, 
I hope that the Supreme Court will reaffirm, um, as you said, the Tinker decision and just and say that, say that very plainly, this is absurd. So what is the next step? Uh, when do you anticipate that uh, arguments will be heard? And is it this term? Uh, when is this coming up? We'll be filing our marriage brief towards the end of this month, and then our argument will probably take place sometime in April. And just to, to point out, I mean, look, in all those situations you referenced, to be very clear, we would be in support of all of those as well, right? Whether it's a Christian faith or a Muslim faith or whatever, look, it, no one should fear being terminated from the football team if the quarterback goes down with a broken leg and they happen to drop their head in a silent prayer. That, that should never be a fear for any football coach across this country, nor should it be any teacher's uh, fear as well, being in their own school on these things. And, you know, I'm reminded again of just how important this is to coach. During the season at one point, just to show you how convicted he was about this, uh, he got a little nervous about this entire thing and, and left the field and drove halfway home without taking a knee in prayer at the field. And he realized, I've broken my commitment to God that I made. He turned his car around, went back to the field, waited for everybody to leave, and took his knee in, in prayer in you know, like 15 seconds and went back again. But no one should have to worry that they're going to lose their job simply because they dropped to one knee, took a brief private prayer to themselves, praying to God, and, and then uh, went about their business. Uh, just because you can be seen engaged in religious activity, it does not give the state the license to terminate you from your job. Absolutely. Well, I, I really hope that the Supreme Court upholds this, and it should be 9-0. I mean, this is something where that's that 9-0 isn't an affirmation of the Christian faith specifically. It's an affirmation that anyone who is a person of faith, whatever that faith may be, is protected under the Constitution for these types of religious activities. And that should be a no-brainer to the Supreme Court. And I hope, I don't anticipate, but I would hope that it would be a 9-0 opinion. But we should get the opinion before the end of uh, the July term, or the June term, rather, um, is what you're saying, because probably oral arguments will be heard sometime in April? That's right. Yep. Okay. We should get a decision from the court by the end of June. Great. Well, and how can people support First Liberty, Coach Kennedy? Obviously, we will all be praying for him. I will be doing so publicly. I don't care who sees me. So, you know, I'll stand right with him. But how can we support First Liberty and also find uh, you guys and find your updates on the Coach Kennedy case? Yeah, go to firstliberty.org, F-I-R-S-T, liberty.org. Uh, and I think even on our website, you can send a note of encouragement to Coach Kennedy directly, which he, he genuinely uh, and very much loves to hear from everybody around the country. Thousands, actually tens of thousands of people have already sent that letter, and I hope you're one of them that will go there and just encourage him in, in this, uh, this time. Yeah, he's an amazing, amazing man who, uh, you know, a lot of these people reminds me, um, for example, the Jack Phillips case, you know, the baker from Colorado who just stood up firmly for, you know, his sincerely held religious beliefs. And it takes these people who never thought they would be in the midst of these types of legal fights to simply stand firm for their convictions, for their faith. And ultimately, you know, now it's at the Supreme Court and hopefully uh, will solidify that our Constitution does protect the right of everyone. And so I applaud him for standing up. I know he never intended for, you know, this to be his mission from the Lord, but sometimes we're put into fights and circumstances that we never intended. And I'm very proud of him for standing strong and grateful to you, Jeremy, and everyone at First Liberty for the work that you're doing. Um, you've done great work on so many cases. Um, so I support First Liberty. Um, I love and appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for joining me today. And I'll look forward to uh, having you back on when you can say, yep, it was a great oral argument and we are headed to victory. Well, thanks very much, Jenna. Appreciate you having me. Thanks.
Before I go, I also wanna talk about my good friend, Mike Lindell. He has been canceled out of so many box stores for simply standing up for his own political opinion and disagree or not, uh, or support him or not, it is a fundamental right of every American to be able to voice their opinion, and that absolutely includes politics. That absolutely includes uh, issues that are central to our culture. That includes faith. Uh, Mike is such a very sincere Christian, and I am proud to consider him a friend, and he is, of course, a friend of this show. So right now, there is a special on MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including a great towel set, which is a six-piece set, it includes two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths, made in the USA, regularly $109.99, now just $39.99, but you have to use the promo code Jenna. That's J-E-N-N-A. That tells Mike that you listen to this show, you're happy that he is uh, a sponsor of this show, and you will get great, great discounts, but use the promo code Jenna, that's J-E-N-N-A, either at MyPillow.com or call one 800 564 8475 and use the promo code Jenna.